My dream is that whoever that little dude playing the leprechaun is got to fucking do a goddamn keg stand on that ass. <laughs> it says... <laughs> After all that, it says, My dream is, is that whoever that little dude playing the leprechaun is, he got to do a fucking goddamn keg stand on that ass. Today's the day. Today, today we've landed. Today, we simultaneously take flight. Today, we realize the vision of maybe three or four months of my life. Today, I give birth. There's a new noir song out, motherfuckers. We did it. Best friend is out now. Go stream that shit. We're not even going to start the fucking podcast until everybody goes and checks that shit out. Go right now. And part of part of what I had to do for this fucking song coming out was I had to put some kind of visual together. And it got me thinking like a director again. It got me thinking. <laughs> again. <laughs> it got me thinking like a director. <laughs> and... Um, it got me wanting to look into movies that I love, movies that I, I, I might be able to pretty shamelessly pull shots from. <laughs> and it got me onto my letterbox, which I forgot I even had. And there are just some... <laughs> some really... <laughs> some really awesome reviews that I forgot I left. <laughs> and, um... Just because I like to start the pod on a giggle. <laughs> I'm going to read a few of them. So this one... This one's for a movie called Airplane. From 1980. I gave it three and a half stars. And I said... I always return to this one solely on a feeling. That boner in your sleeping bag on a summer night type of feeling. That can only come from seeing a pair of titties on screen for the first time with your buddies. <laughs> and then sneaking away to quote-unquote pee for 15 full minutes. <laughs> Always cool. <laughs> now, I'll be honest. This shit definitely has its moments where it devolves into a complete boomer pile of ass. But... Ultimately, you laugh and lovingly excuse it, like you do your gross idiot uncle at Thanksgiving dinner, year after year. <laughs> this next one is from... <laughs> this next one's from Swingers, 1996. It says, or I said... I first watched this after a bad breakup. 
I was unironically going through a Frank Sinatra phase as a senior in high school, circa 2015. <laughs> and also called girls and guys I barely knew, quote unquote, baby. <laughs> no wonder people fucking hate me now. <laughs> Nonetheless, this shit is exactly how I picture the perfect night out, and also how I like to imagine LA to be, even though it's actually just a dystopian nightmare. <laughs> also, no one fucked anyone else's wife as the name might suggest. This final one, I just like because it shows where I was at in, in the year 2020. This is for a movie called Initial D, 2005. I gave it fucking four and a half stars. And I go. Step one. Go to your local corner store and buy two 24-ounce Mike's Harder Malt Liquor Lemonades. Step two. Blast Jamiroquai in your headphones while sipping your Mike's Harder Lemonades while locked in the bathroom, dancing in the mirror. Do this until the song Virtual Insanity sounds quote-unquote modern and, and not, not like not pure shit. shit. <laughs> Step three. Oh, Jesus. Step three. Have one full dose of NyQuil and one to three dabs. Watch this shit and you're welcome. <laughs> and then it goes on to say, <laughs> Definitely passed out after five minutes. But the opening shots of that cool video game car driving in the sunset was amazing. amazing. <laughs> Go follow Noir Official on Letterboxd. <laughs> I got the hot takes. <laughs> and, um, wait, is there a. Oh, there is! There's. Fuck yeah, there's. Okay, so, you know, the, sometimes. Sometimes in life. The fate dealt to you isn't the fate that you would cho- choose, but <laughs> but sometimes that's the fate you've you've been you've been given. And today, it looks like we've kind of just opened up Pandora's box of some fucking insane movie reviews. I'm not gonna spend the whole hour on this, but <laughs> um. I'm gonna read a couple more of these because I just found all the the drafts. And just upon first glance, these are these are the real fucking crazy ones, so. Uh here we go. <laughs> From the drafts folder on Letterboxd. I reviewed Terminator 2. I said this fucking rocks. It kind of feels like I'm watching what a 13-year-old boy is imagining while playing with his quote-unquote guys. But in the best way possible. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. I'll even go ahead and say this. This movie made me feel so good that I realized that sometimes a grown man still has to play with his quote-unquote guys too (laughs) you're never too old for guys (laughs) 
No matter how off-put your dad may feel about your House of 1000 Corpses coffee mug collection, or how bad it hurts to have your sister's husband call you a f anytime <laughs> you talk about meeting Norman Reedus at the 2014 Sacramento Comic Con. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm gonna disregard the fact that my girlfriend won't ever fully appreciate Silent Hill on PS2 and throw on some T2, baby. <laughs> it's time to veg out for a few hours on the couch while in my Christmas pajamas where my cock is definitely not conveniently slipped through the little Long John Silver style slit. <laughs> it's, it's time to veg out for a few hours on the couch while in my Christmas pajamas where my cock is definitely not conveniently slipped through the little Long John Silver style slit and uh in use <laughs> as Linda Hamilton somehow finds a way to look more and more like a battered alley cat throughout the movie. <laughs> in use. <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> Fuck your Christmas pajamas where my cock is definitely not conveniently slipped through the little Long John Silver style slit and uh, in use as Linda Hamilton somehow finds a way to look more and more like a battered alley cat throughout the movie. I mean, Jesus. What a severe looking woman. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> Oh my god, I wish I had bigger balls to p post these kinds of things. That is fucking funny. Um, I reviewed... <laughs> okay, so I reviewed Jason X. I said... <laughs> For the movie Jason X, I say... This is like watching a Nerf Blasters ad. If that ad was funded by one of... Dan Bilzerian's shell companies <laughs> and if the entire point of that ad was to promote getting your dick like seriously wet bro <laughs> and if that ad was shot inside of a laser tag arena over the span of a single afternoon I don't know some shit that would only get aired during a Halloween special on fucking like Skinamax in between quote-unquote howling horny muff nannies too the muff that muffed me <laughs> and quote-unquote sex on the beach not the drink <laughs> or or whatever some fucking like gen x bootlicking pmc clinton era lib idiot would <laughs> would jerk off to as he's like out of town for an hp corporate uh, team equity or whatever. <laughs> Truly unhinged. <laughs> Just Joker fried. Okay, it it goes on to say. <laughs> 
It's like something that would happen in a Halloween special in between shows like Halloween, Horny, Mafnanis, da 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 da, while you're out of town on an HP corporate team equity. And it's extra spooky, because this guy is like away from home in a courtyard Marriott during Halloween weekend, and there's a ski mask wearing murderer from outer space that's on the loose. And beyond that, his marriage is fucking like totally over. And he <laughs> and he knows it. But he still orders the <laughs> But he still orders the porno featuring the actress with the red hair. Because that's the color you liked best on Deborah. And he fucking came within seconds all over a bleach soaked hand towel that the hotel gave him. And he knows it costs like three cents wholesale. And it was only made possible via the work-related deaths of Taiwanese children. <laughs> like possibly during and or directly after eating Little Debbie snacks, he realizes this. Following railing Percocet and avoiding... <laughs> following railing Percocet and avoiding his kids' birthdays, back home shit fuck me I don't know though it's not that it's an inherently bad thing that this movie should only be spoken about in the context of pay-per-view porn or that it's dumb guy one-liners delivered by people that looked like they walked into the wrong casting couch on their way to a peloton content callback it's not that that made me pause to jerk off any less <laughs> but but I feel like, for how horny this movie was, they might as well have just included some full penetration. <laughs> and, and call it what it is. No shame in just being. I don't know. I came still. <laughs> it fucking is what it is. The movie was mid. And now... <laughs> The movie was mid. And now, now anytime I, I see a Nerf blaster or even a, a water gun, <laughs> I get weirdly hard. <laughs> the movie was mid. And now anytime I see a Nerf ad, I get weirdly hard. Do do what you want with this inside information. <laughs> I'll be right back. Oh, and before I, uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump into it after this little break. But before I take even the break, I gotta say, my boy Riley, my my boy, one of my one of my longest friends. Again, all the close homies are finding out about the about the pod and it's fun and this fool shouted me out on his instagram he's been showing love in the dms and you know what that's that's the type of activity that's gonna get you sucked off sir <laughs> good for you um if you're ever looking for a way to be uh look no further uh R riley is your guru follow what he does and you can get sucked off too Cheers. Actually, big. Actually, you know what? The more I think about it, buddy, big shout out to you. Shout out Riley. 
you're you're among you're among a group of young men who I just happen to have this happen to have shared the first weed toke with <laughs> I don't know if you remember but we go way back buddy we go back back to like 13 14 years old you me Isaiah <laughs> uh, Jeff uh, R.I.P. Jeff uh, Zach <laughs> We uh, used to carry used to carry just this gnarly like oregano shake around in a, in a, in a purple crown royal bag I'll never forget and we went and we got an Arizona can and we crushed it down and made it into like little like crackhead pipe and we smoked weed on a big hill for the for at least for my first time and I distinctly remember distinctly remember taking a toke and saying that it tasted like hot dog I don't know if you remember <laughs> I don't know if you remember that but um, those were the days and uh Shout out to you, man. That makes me think. That makes me think way back when you could fucking walk around the, the suburbs at midnight and, and no one would bat an eyelash. If I did that now, um, uh, one thing would lead to another really quickly. Um, shout out to you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for that random memory. Um... I, I, I love the weed, so I don't know if I don't know if you you're the reason why I started smoking weed, but you were there for the first time, my friend. So cheers to you. Um, let's have at this episode, motherfuckers. Get it up your ass. <laughs>
So today I'm just shooting, shooting the shit because I have really no plan. I'm, I'm just drinking Tecates, <laughs> just enjoying the fucking day because I got a new song out and it feels really good, but it also feels really weird. <laughs> Release day is always an interesting mix of feelings ranging from unbelievably proud of myself and, and, and excited for and optimistic for what's to come. And the next day, uh, hard realization of, of, you know, looking at your accounts and seeing 12 likes, <laughs> 14 likes, <laughs> it's this real kind of up and down roller coaster thing, but it has been nice. A couple days have passed. I, I finally got brave enough to look at the actual streaming numbers. We're in the thousands. We're doing okay. Shouts out to all of you for checking it out. Keep 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 listening. Um, and I might be able to keep doing this thing. But anywho, I don't really have a fucking plan. And all, all I could really think to talk about was, you know, like I said, I was getting the song out, and every time you do that, you have to you, you got to put a visual together of some kind, either some promo videos or some. Or a full-on music video. You gotta do something. And making DIY music for almost a decade. <laughs> I have exhausted some pretty... Um, some pretty interesting uh, low-budget <laughs> video ideas. And, and I think one of the... One of the best ways that I find um, I get around... The, uh, the 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 director of photography blockage and, and not knowing where to start with shots and stuff like that I just you know like I said I look I go through the letterbox I look at movies that I already love and, and love the the look of and you know you steal the shots <laughs> you you go in there and you steal the shots and it's especially okay if you know this this piece you're working on is at maximum gonna be viewed by it 12,000 people maximum um you're probably gonna be okay <laughs> it, you know and if you're not touting yourself as some some great director f- director of photography or film director whatever then you know you can get away with this so like i said it got me on my letterbox like in old movies but it also got me to the fucking movie theaters and it got me sitting in the cinema to catch a new movie to catch Robert Eggers is The Northman. And this film fucked me hard, left me shaking, and and it really got me thinking not only about movies and, and, and you know shots and all that, but got me thinking much bigger about mysticism. It got me thinking in particular about the art of ritual, which ritual really is... Uh, in, in my opinion, one of the most important aspects of being a human, and it's, it's kind of one of the one of the things that separates us from just being monkeys. <laughs> and it, it's it's crazy to see a movie like The Northman and see the intense types of rituals that they would put their young men through, and I assume the young women as well. But they in the movie it. it magnifies the uh, the ritual experience of a boy becoming a man 
and after seeing this it, it really it's it's shocking um, to see the, the types of things that these people would choose to endure um, choose to believe in um, all of those things and also just the the transcendent experience that they seem to have had from uh, from from doing those rituals and <laughs> I, it fucked me up because you know I'm I'm a uh, I'm a real weirdo and I, I like I like the idea of your your like your your town's crops growing literally because you dance naked in the moonlight covered in like rabbit blood that's like cool to me but <laughs> anyway I I like all that type of shit so I kind of obsessed over the idea of ritual for a couple days and I I wanted to kind of kind of dig in a little deeper and look at you know like what what were some other types of rituals that that uh, people were, were were taking part in um, in another time and, <laughs> and also just look at kind of the stark comparison of our ritual now which there was a video going around on TikTok of this psychologist who you know I, I've studied at da, 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 for X amount of years and I went to Coachella <laughs> and he goes on to explain how like Coachella is like a, a perfect modern example of, of ritual and and, <laughs> and community and all these things and it's like if 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 you re if that's true we are all fucked if 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 having a transcendent experience costs the the equivalent of a mortgage down payment and and uh, and you you have to like be covered in microplastic glitter that will never come off your skin and you have to overdose on fentanyl-laced, like Charlie XCX poppers, <laughs> in front of in front of a uh, in front of a Fiji water tent, <laughs> where you you're passing out and dying of dehydration because you can't afford the twenty-dollar Fiji water bottle. And in, instead of instead of Kanye West coming out, he he didn't show up, and and the emo night DJs <laughs> are playing a remix of. I write sins, not tragedies, by <laughs> by Panic at the Disco. <laughs> if that, if a psychologist is claiming that that is our best example of of release, of ritual, of, of community, we are all fucked. And uh, I think today, today I want to just, you know, basically because I don't have anything real to talk to you all about. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll talk to you about this, you know, I want to talk about ritual, I want to look at what some motherfuckers were up to way back when, because the Nordman was, was, was shocking, and uh, it made me reevaluate re what it means to be a man, <laughs> made me uh, resubscribe to the JRE stream, <laughs> hello freak bitches, made me hit the gym immediately, I mean, the, the standard of what a man was back then <laughs> is so insane if if i lived in a society like that as who i am i would be spit roasted by like <laughs> five ten foot tall nordic gods <laughs> i'd be the i'd be like the uh, the town's 
the the ye old town's community pissing mouth. <laughs> and um <laughs> I'd have to I'd have to endure some really intense ritual in order to shape me up into the man that um the old worldy standards would hold me to. And um <laughs> if if I if I if I lived back then those Vikings would would use me as <laughs> they would they would like tie me from a tree like a pinata <laughs> butt naked with a flower crown and they would all walk up as a community and whip me with their baseball bats on his dicks and, <laughs> and they'd make me play some medieval style uh, instrument while in sing-song tone, uh, offering them a spot of wine, good sire. <laughs> or something. Something like that. I'm, I'm what's called a modern guy. My, my girlfriend, she wears the pants. And I clean the house. She calls me Cinderfella. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what a Viking community would do with a Cinderfella like me <laughs> but it you know it's crazy old world standards you know much different <laughs> and um let's look into some other old world standards let's see let's see what other cultures were were up to um as it pertains to ritual because your boy loves a ritual your boy has partake partaken in some rituals you know and and keep in mind you know, I'm I uh, my most transcendent experience in this life has been peeking on on chocolate mushrooms at a fish show and thinking thinking the crowd looked like Star Wars <laughs> or <clears throat> or or you know like the very transcendent times the very transcendent many times of drizzling straight out the bottle onto to onto like resin balls and smoking it until my brain swelled to the size of a hot air balloon <laughs> while, while watching uh, um, uh, uh, what's the painter what's the fucking Bob Ross watching fucking Bob Ross on silent and death grips on full blast <laughs> and thinking that I'm hearing God inside of Zach Hill's drumming if you're delusional your call will be transferred to the mother so <laughs> keep in mind that's that's who's giving you this info but i will say i you know i've had some transcendent experiences I've, I've partaken in some rituals i've done some sigil magic i've you know r ran around naked under the moonlight uh, which you know <laughs> hopefully no one had backyard cams or anything like that to catch that because that would be really weird that'd be a really weird Thing having to explain that I'm uh, breaking public sex codes because <laughs> I want my relate my single release to go good the next day. <laughs> but you know, I, I like me a ritual. I like me some occultist weird shit. You know, I've never taken it to the point of like, what, what's her name? Who who was the other artist that was like a weird brouhaha? Chiquita. 
Azalea Banks. Does anyone remember when Azalea Banks was um, slicing and dicing up chickens, sacrificing them on her Instagram live? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever... Do you guys remember this? Hold on, let me see if I can... Okay, so there's a there's a Daily Mail article from 2016 uh, that says, Real witches do real things. Azalea Banks shares bizarre videos of herself cleaning feathers and blood from her closet after, quote, three years of sacrificing chickens. A <laughs> uh, little background says she is something of a controversial figure having recently been embroiled in a hotel room scuffle with Russell Crowe after a social media tirade at Zayn Malik. But Azalea Banks still managed to shock fans with a bizarre Instagram video showing herself cleaning out a cupboard after three years of apparently sacrificing chickens. Uh, it, shows, it shows a clip of... Oh my god, yeah. It shows a clip of her... <laughs> her in like... Um, like high school science class goggles <laughs> and she is standing in this disgusting feather and blood and like looks like fecal matter soaked like closet it's completely it looks like a scene from halloween it's it's completely blood soaked and i guess she's on her life cleaning that out um she says, I've got my sandblaster, my goggles. It's about to go down. <laughs> she says, protective eyewear. She says, protective eyewear perched on her nose. And continues to say, quote, real witches do real things. There's a picture of a black and decker <laughs> sandblaster <laughs> on her story, Jesus. Um... It says, Azalea claimed to be a, quote, witch last year, revealing that her interest in magic came from her mother. Quote, My mother practiced white table magic, prayers to the ancestors, and praying to saints and praying for all kinds of protection, she said. End quote. She went on into further explanation with a typically controversial tweet where she wrote, quote, she wrote, quote, Black people are naturally born seers, diviners, witches, and wizards. We have real supernatural powers, and the sooner we all learn to cultivate them and access them, the sooner we can really fix shit. Please no one clip that. <laughs> That's Azalea Banks' quote. I'm not saying that. <laughs> that is some crazy shit. Um, yeah, anywho, she would always be doing some crazy brouhaha, and I'm just trying to say, I never took it, I never took my ritual to, to a point where I'm on my Instagram live, uh, beheading a chicken, but, you know, I do like the magic, <laughs> and this fucking Northman movie only exacerbated it, and now I need to know, okay, cool, so if, if Nordic cultures... If, if to make a boy a man, you're going to take him into a cave with Willem Dafoe dressed up like a dominatrix, and he gives you a, a weird bowl of mushrooms that he makes you drink like a dog, and then you go on to have, uh, you know, a, a life-altering crisis happen. If, 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 
if and then you have to seek vengeance upon anyone you come into to contact with for the rest of your life if that's becoming a man in nordic culture let's fucking go ahead and see what other cultures were uh were taking part in let's see what the fucking boys were having to endure there's a uh okay so i got an article that says that outlines seven uh brutal initiations in manhood that you'll be glad you escaped um, the first one is called Man- Mandan Torture. The Mandan Native Americans of North Dakota held a religious ceremony each summer called the Okipa, in which the entire tribe celebrated the creation of the earth. We say the entire tribe, not so much the young boys. Any aged around eight would be made to fast for four days before being tortured. Long wooden skewers were inserted into cuts on their backs, chests, and legs, and then they were hung in the air by ropes and weighted down by buffalo skulls. As with many of the rituals in this article, the idea was to test the boy's threshold for pain. Those who endured it with the most bravery were made into the Mandan leaders. All of which puts being made to down a few pints on your 18th birthday into perspective. There's one called the Vanautu Land Diving. It says, Every April, the men of the small South Pacific island nation of Vanautu gather to watch their young men quite literally leap into adulthood. First, they build a wooden tower of a hundred feet or so. The boys as young as five are encouraged to climb to the top, tie a vine rope around their ankles, and plummet headfirst towards the floor. The idea is to get as close to the ground without hitting it as possible. Something that, if misjudged, will result in terrible injury or death. This is basically bungee jumping without any experts or safety procedures, and it has been going on for almost 15 centuries. Let's see if I can do one more. Okay, here we go. This is... Okay, this is for the creepy kid listeners. This one is called... The Algonquin Indian Trip. Even hardened LSD veterans would struggle to cope with what was imbibed by these young boys from the Algonquin tribes of North America. After being taken to a secluded area, they were fed a plant mixture derived from jimson weed called Wyasokan. Over a period of 20 days. Aside from being potentially lethal, Wyasokan is an extremely powerful hallucinogen that also caused memory loss. The idea was to remove all memories of childhood. It was an ordeal that, if survived, would turn the boys into men, and no doubt fans of the doors. Fuck yeah. So that's what I'm talking about right there. You want to eat Algonquin? <laughs> you want to go out into the fucking North American uh, valleys, secluded valleys, and eat Wangonkin for fucking 20 days until your brain rots? <laughs> I'm not eating the Wangonkin. And 
I'm going to be a cinder fella. Thank God we live in a modern time. Thank God we live in a time where, you know, you can just kind of, just kind of kick back. You make sure you have yourself a nice queen that's smart, you know, on her feet and looking for somebody to just worship the ground that they walk on. You know what I mean? That's, that's the new man. The new man scrubs and cooks and supports his woman or his man or his partner or whatever in the fuck, you know? We're out here for the love. We're out here for the, the good times. And, uh, you know, if, 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 if being a man means eating one gunkin in a valley until I, until I start thinking my buddy and the tribe is, is a bowl of macaroni and cheese and I can't stop gnawing on his leg for 13 hours, if that's what being a man means, well, I've done that too, but, (laughs) but I don't need to be doing that to prove nothing because, um, I prove, I prove my manhood through my love, through my art, and through my, through my goddamn podcast. Yeah. I'm running out of things. (laughs) I think this might be, I've been doing this pod for, how long has it been? Maybe two years now, two and a half years. This might be the first moment. I really have nothing to say. So, you know. You know, it's fun. You know, ritual. Cool. That's fun. The Nord, the Northman. Great movie. You know, today we're talking about movies. Got to read a few reviews on my letterbox. And I think just to just to bring this fucking thing around, because it's release week. I, you know, I don't know anybody anything. New songs out. Go listen to that. But you know, since we're gonna bring this thing the fuck around and get it out to you guys. I'm just gonna read a few more of these letterboxed reviews, and then just and then say sayonara for the day. <laughs> if you're looking for the worst episode of CKR, you found it. This is the hidden Easter egg you've all been waiting for. I on letterboxed <laughs> for the movie uh, Leprechaun. I say. I found this to be an intriguing deep dive into how value is most widely experienced as a subjective and amorphous concept that shifts when observed by different individuals from different cultural backgrounds, slash economic circumstances, etc. Also, by having the autistic guy, the kid, and that drunk old Irish dude be the only ones who are able to quote unquote see the leprechaun without any disbelief ultimately leading these characters to the quote-unquote pot of gold provides quite the commentary on how those who have an unfiltered subconscious working beyond the prefrontal cortex's restraints are best equipped to perceive information that others simply aren't aware of and or don't seem to deem worthy of value enough to obtain one could even speculate further and assume that the story wants us to learn that the inherent value of anything comes from within and is obtained through the quest to realization 
really a great dinner time conversation starter, if you will. Hmm. Indeed. That and also a 20-something-year-old Jen Aniston in a sundress is a terrific bonus here, and honestly is a major factor that sets this movie over the top for me. Loved it. <laughs> My dream is that whoever that little dude playing the leprechaun is got to fucking do a goddamn keg stand on that ass. <laughs> It says, <laughs> after all that, it says, my dream is, th is that whoever that little dude playing the leprechaun is, he got to do a fucking goddamn keg stand on that ass. I don't know, just something that I thought I'd throw out there to the good people on here that might have, a, have been craving a similar zestiness from their at-home cinematic experiences. All in all, I don't feel that I was nearly high enough for the leprechaun's genius. Although it was a more fun way to spend a Monday, Monday night than, than just sitting at home with my anxiety. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> We're gonna keep going. <laughs> we almost at an hour? <laughs> almost there. This one is for a movie called Employee of the Month. <laughs> it says, wait a minute, Jessica Simpson isn't playing a high schooler? Hold on, hold on. If there's one thing that I do know, it's that Dane Cook would not be caught fucking dead on a Tuesday night out at a saddle ranch with anyone over 20. Much less would he be pining over a full-grown adult via the silver screen. Fuck. Nor would, <laughs> nor would this asshole even have a single shred of relevance today had he not capitalized on looking like pure shit, being loud and calling things gay during the Bush era. <laughs> if you want me to be honest, the only thing that I took away from this movie was that Dane Cook being the goddamn employee of the month at a big box brand store in the middle of nowhere is exactly where my guy should have remained. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It says, who thought this was funny? Who paid for this? Who the fuck signed off on this? I mean, fuck. What the fuck is wrong with this country? This movie smells like Axe body spray and tried to rape me twice. <laughs> this shit is bad in an unbelievably tone-deaf and unfunny way. I was pissed off on that day. My fuck. <laughs> this one looks unhinged. It's for a movie called Poseidon. I gave it one and a half stars and I said, Oh, to be back in 2006. Fucking LG Razor cell phones and horny cheeseburger ads and all that fun shit. Too bad no one back then had the balls to tell Wolfgang Peterson that this film about a ship sinking in rather dramatic fashion has already been done. <laughs> Famous one too. Fuck. What was that movie about? That ship hitting that iceberg? Hmm. Anyway. This thing looks about as vapidly expensive and overthought as anything from the almighty quote-unquote bling era. And that super cool cameo from fucking Fergie proves my point. <laughs> that shit must have cost the equivalent of some young PA's entire salary just for her to not pee her pants for a whole 10 minutes while attempting to look less like a cruise line singer. <laughs> 
Overall, it's fun to watch this only from the perspective of some rich realty broker asshole who is fully aware of the fact that in two short years, America's stock market will plummet. <laughs> <laughs> but simply doesn't care because there is absolutely no financial crisis that will ever get in the way of him dozing off on Percocet to the sounds of Poseidon while throwing, a while throwing back a few lukewarm room service french fries after raw dogging his boss's sad and lonely receptionist. A quote from the movie I wrote down here, it says, quote, Happiest time in my life is when I was broke. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus. I think I could do this all day, but I, I won't subject you guys to this anymore. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll think I'll let the reins off at this point. My fucking God. No, no, let's do one more. <laughs> I'm kind of like going for a thing now. Now I'm kind of, now I'm just kind of doing this bit to see how painful I can make this episode. Let's do one more. And hopefully, hopefully this one's not too unhinged. Let's try and get through it. <laughs> Remember, this is the drafts folder. This is the shit that I don't even want on the internet. But here it comes. For the ringer, I said, This was <laughs> Picture being Johnny Knoxville in this movie for a sec. You get promoted at your gray light fluorescent lit office job by quite literally groveling and sniffling like the absolute cuck that you are. <laughs> when, when your boss finally looks down at you and says, Ah, uh, why not? Let's try you out upstairs. <laughs> oh, and as a special treat, while you up there, go fire Stavi, the janitor. Evil PMC laughter ensues. <laughs> this was definitely 2020. If I'm still saying things are PMC. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> 2020 was quite the year. We were all... We were all really fired up about something, weren't we? <laughs> it says, As a special treat, while you're up there, go fire Stavi the janitor. And then in parentheses, I say, Evil PMC. <laughs> Professional managerial class laughter ensues. And then I go on to say, You, being the normal human being, just can't bring yourself to fire this old man who's like scrubbing mint jewel vapor soaked white claw barf out of toilets that are Sigma Kappa douchebags are hurling up after lunch. So you think of a compromise. You decide to match the janitor's pay to come and be your personal lawnmower so that Stoffy will, will still have a job and you won't be forced to submit. Jesus. Yeah, no, this was. <laughs> I go on to, to, to rant about healthcare. That sucks ass. 2020 was hard for all of us, wasn't it? <laughs> okay, I've gone too long on this on this cold open. My God. Um, everybody, or I, I guess this, <laughs> I guess this is the close. <laughs> this is not the open, but uh, 
Anywho, uh, it's release day. We're celebrating music. We're celebrating. Uh, we're celebrating art. We're celebrating expression. Like I said, we are celebrating music. I got a little music going with my coffee. I'm listening to some fucking Dave Matthews band live in 1995. And it sucks ass. <laughs> it sucks ass in such a great way. I don't know why I... I, I, I love music genuinely that, that sucks ass. Genuinely sucks ass. Oh my god. Listen to that. That rocks. <laughs> but yeah, um, sucks ass. And sometimes you can have magic like that, where uh, you know the music comes together in just a stinky kind of way, just in a way that just stinks. <laughs> just is not good, but it's very good at the same time. Again, it's it's it's. It's landing and lifting off. It's it's two in one. It's mo- it's multi-dimensional. It's good and it's bad. It's that's you know that's the kind of art that I, I'm looking for. And, and you know you sometimes, know, sometimes, you, sometimes get you get that. And I think I think for, for the first time in a long time, this new noir song, Best Friend, is is in full blue cheese effect. It just is ripe. And um, I want you to all go check it out. I think as a special treat, I'm going to play that song, but I'm also going to play uh, two unreleased tracks that will be coming out later in the year. Uh, this is for the fucking heads. I love you all. Shout out to all the followers. And um, enjoy yourselves a merry little day. And, and to all the cinder fellas cooking and cleaning for their queens, special shout out to you. Um... Don't ever, don't ever let your crown dip low.
ever see How people live just like a movie Have you ever been against the wall? And maybe we can escape our own reality Maybe it's not that bad at all Seven years ago before So now we drink And dreams are making it movie It barely seems to get to him at all
Station.